Hello and welcome to 709 Meridian, Season 4, Episode 1. This is Andrew. And this is D. And this season we're doing something a little different. Instead of going through a whole series, worst to best, we are going through duologies um, back to front. So I think it'll yeah. probably work out that it'll be worst to best, but that's not that's not the intention. It's just back to front this time. Um, and we're going to be starting off with the Teen Wolf series. Um, first one came out in 1985. We are watching Teen Wolf 2, which came out in 1987. Is that right? Or 88? Yep. 87. Yep. 87 right. with a cartoon in between them. A bridging cartoon, no less. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're just gonna we're just gonna get into it because um there's going to be plenty of time to talk uh, while Jason Bateman takes this montages a really the whole film. Long time to deliver his lines. <laughs> um, if you do not want to wait, or, or if you do not want to watch along, uh, which. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> might might uh, be better for you with this movie. Uh, you can listen to the unsynchronized version uh, on your on your podcast player of choice or on the YouTube channel. So, without further ado, let's get to Teen Wolf Two. Um, son of a son of a wolf. Okay, you ready to go? Yeah. All right. Starting in three. Two, one, play. Oh, crap. Do you have the MGM logo? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, the first the one's first Paramount, one but it has no logo because Paramount didn't have the video because it was Atlantic Releasing Corp. I forgot to check, but I was curious whether or not this movie put them out of business. It could be because I don't recall too many made through Atlantic. No. Okay. So the movie takes place at a Colorado college. I don't know if they filmed it at one. They might have. I wasn't interested enough to look because instead, we're going to get the school song. During a very, a very long opening title sequence. A contrast to the original, which was very moody. Um, yes. The intro. Yes. Um, really like a, almost like a horror movie. Yes. Not this. No, this is like a animal house type. Yeah, it's good. this could have been Porky's animal house. Yeah. Um, screwballs whichever anything from college but we're just gonna very slow oh so and Stuart Fracken is styles. styles so this will be interesting because uh we'll be talking about the people in the who who replace some of the actors not the original actors um 
So the music is by, I think it's Mark Goldenberg. He uh, had a long career as like a backup musician for some very famous acts. He does not list this movie on his website. Um, He does not mention that he did this. So... um, Michael J. Fox, of course, did not come back for this. Okay, so Jeff Loeb and Matthew Weissman wrote the original. Um, That's Tim Kring, the guy who created Heroes, so he failed upward. Um, And then the stories by Jeff Loeb and Matthew Weissman, and I couldn't find any trivia about whether or not they actually did a script. So Kent Bateman is Jason Bateman's dad. Xerox the original? Right. But dad, Jason Bateman's dad set this up for him. And he actually did, he produced a bunch of Jason Bateman vehicles in the late 80s. And Jason Bateman's career started taking off once his dad stopped producing his movies, um, TV and otherwise. But yeah, so here we go. John Astin hacking through. And Um, Paul Sand. Our first uh, recast of the movie. There's no reason he shouldn't have been the brother of the character from the first one. Exactly. Because he has no... So... Because the the coach in the first movie was genius. Small part. I think he was played by Jay... Tarsus. Yeah. Yeah. So... They kind of write the guy similar, but not really. Not, and they miss that Jay energy seemed to you know. loathe, like he loathed it in the right way, right? Like he he brought an energy to it. This guy is... Yeah. This is Paul Sand, who just, he's Mr. Deadpan, you know? He had a good career in the 70s, so this is sort of... This movie is people down on their luck and people uh, before they had any luck and people who would quit acting and do something else. Yep. But uh, the threatening dog. Okay, so there we go. Uh, see, there we are. I don't think they call it Beacon Town in the first one. Yeah, it's Beacon Town. Is it okay? Yeah. And the cartoon like thirty times. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, so this is about Michael J. Fox's cousin getting a full scholarship um, to be a boxer. Only he didn't apply for the scholarship, and the coach gave him got him the scholarship based on the family secret werewolfism. But it's not yeah. a secret. Right. Werewolves and are just a fact Here we go, of life Mr. Bateman. Yes. Yeah, so Jason Bateman, this would have been pre this would have been just around Valerie time, right? Yeah. Yeah, he was pre Hogan family, but and uh Mr. James Hampton. Yes. Who manages to not appear embarrassed in this film, which is oh no, he should have gotten an Academy Award nomination for it. He's also um, the guy who brought us the Spider-Man quote long before 
Cliff Robertson did, or well, at least, you know, in live action. In form, live action. Great so, power comes great spot responsibility. Hold on. Wait, we're missing that he's doing a change here. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, wait, hold on. If we listen carefully, there's an implication that Jason Bateman's parents are related. Because he says neither of his parents are werewolves, but it's like it's genetic. So only Whoa. his aunt or uncle should have the genes. But see? Well, there he goes. Your mother and father aren't werewolves, right? So. Uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> Tim Krieg. Um. So yeah, we're just watching them drive around. This is really engaging. So here we're gonna meet the villains of the movie. In their cool car, but not too cool because it's Atlantic releasing. She quit and became a nurse. So she really enjoyed acting. <laughs> um, that other girl in the car is Luke Perry's ex-wife. Mm. And this guy looks like a cross between Martin Cove and the Terminator poster. If I recall correctly, that might even be the same van from the first movie. You yeah, see, we can't talk about the van surfing because they couldn't secure. Um, how did they not duplicate that scene? But anyway, instead, oh, they got too much more in this. Who's this with the mullet? What is with us watching movies with mullets? This is multiverse styles. Yes. How old is this Styles? The last Styles was 27 when he was in Team Wolf 1. Um, Chubby's like 30. Chubby's like a fucking... There's a very dark story behind Chubby going to college at 30 and boxing. Like Dunkin' Donuts, In-N-Out Burger, Budweiser. Why is there an In-N-Out Burger sticker in a movie set in Colorado when it would have only been around L.A. at that point? They might have filmed some of the interiors. Yeah set maybe oh, it gives him a burger an old school Kate uh old school cover the foam cover mm-hmm. I 
So in addition to the coach bringing Jason Bateman to school so he can be a werewolf, Styles wants him to be a werewolf so he can sell his old Teen Wolf merch that Michael J. Fox um, ruined him selling in the first movie, basically, by giving up his werewolfism. Get your groceries, because this is normal. <laughs> Just like. <sighs> uh, it's worth noting. Um, James Hampton here is a, a devotee to the franchise. He's the only cast member to appear in both live action movies and. He voiced he his character yeah. on a cartoon. That's right. He voiced the character. <sighs> Good guy. Just a nice, you know, kind of on that line of uh, Tom Skerritt. Yeah, it's. This movie doesn't fail very many people, but it fails James Hampton. <laughs> but... Yeah, because he's, you know. You miss him when he's gone. <laughs> this is another one of those ones. It's very much like the Planet of the Apes where they did not have the same uh, quality of makeup as in the first one. So no. we won't see that for a bit, but they really uh, cheaped out in this one. And the first one wasn't that. Um, I mean, the first one actually looks really great compared to this. So now... Here we it go turns out Chubby's back. Chubby's at college too. Chubby's 30 at this point, everybody. This is after Pee-wee's Pee-wee big got adventure. a wedding ring on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we're since we're doing this backwards, real quick. In the last movie. Michael J. Fox stole all of Chubby's basketball thunder and Chubby resented Michael J. Fox. In this movie, he wants, he, he's going to be on the boxing team with Jason Bateman and he is in league with Styles to do the werewolf thing. So he's setting himself up once again to be upset by his werewolf teammate. See, he wants to be a nerd. He wants to go to college for the experience. He wants to be a veterinarian, we'll learn in the next scene, I think. Yeah. But he doesn't want to be a werewolf. No. See how asinine that is? Mm. Uh huh. <laughs> I miss. So I don't think I've seen. I hadn't seen this before I watched it again. I don't think since the theater in 1987. And I'd mm. forgotten. Well, you saw this in the theater. 
Shut up, man. My mom took us. Shit, dude. Oh, and she was upset. She was like, that was bad. Yeah, it was bad in the theater when I was nine. Um, but I I sort of misremembered that the guy who played Styles in this was good. Oh, nope. God. Nope. 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 Nobody beats Jerry Levine. Jerry Levine is Styles. I don't care what they the MTV kids say or whatever. He's he is and always shall be Styles. These Styles. Okay, so if we pay attention, we there find we out that even though he knows that he could turn into a werewolf, he has no. He doesn't have any knowledge of that that he just did that. Like he doesn't feel any different about it. He's just when he turns into the werewolf, it's a complete surprise to him, even though we've been watching him um, forecast it. <sighs> okay, she quit and went into special effects. <coughs> I think she's got like two more credits. Yeah, she's not somebody I don't think who really did too many. They're talking science. You're missing it. They're going to start talking about how much they like science in a bit. And and what, what, you know, what are the odds? The girl that likes science, too, is cute. Ah, Kim Darby here. Yes. Our second Kim Darby movie, actually. Yep. Our second Kim Darby down on her luck movie, actually. <laughs> yeah, another another good earnest performance by Kim Darby that's just kind of framed by a, <laughs> a shitty movie. Did she? So one thing about this, and I'm not willing to watch the other Jason Bateman vehicles of the era to find out, but it's very clear he's got an acting coach. But oh, yeah. it doesn't he has until it doesn't until help this, it was just it was um TV, you know. Yeah. He he wasn't a big he wasn't a movie guy at this point. Although, you know, on TV, he was killing it. Shit. It's your move and all that shit. Well, yeah, but Problem he was, was a wise ass in that. That, that Exactly. And they should have kind of yeah. had him play that instead of, you know. And he was a wise ass on uh, Valerie. It took him multiple seasons before he became a nice guy or like a. Oh, yeah. The, the straight man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we just missed that. She, despite being a science girl, she doesn't know how to turn on a microscope. <laughs> she needs a boy to do that for her. Oh, God. All right. So this is, he's going to, the coach is going to do a pseudo coach speech from the first one. Mm. Here we go. Oh, yeah. 
I think he was in Second City or something. Like he had a really good career in the seventies, but he kind of ended the eighties here with uh he was one of the cast add-ons in that last season of Give Me a Break. Mm. And his his energy against Nell Carter was like agony. <laughs> Uh-huh. So here is, yep, there we go. A picture from the first movie. Oh, they're doing a supergirl. You see that? Yep. Scott's off on another planet. Um there were some radio waves from the planet Krypton. He's going to check those out. <laughs> He's on an intergalactic mission of peace. Of peace. <laughs> This movie is a great um, a great sort of proof that you don't make sequels to Michael J. Fox hits without Michael J. Fox. Without Michael J. Fox, you just like, can't do it. This is why you don't make Back to the Future 4 with Christopher Lloyd and, you know, like... Tom Holland. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so God, this movie is so bad when it's not montaging. Oh, that dude. Who's that? That guy's been in a lot of stuff in the 80s. He looks familiar. I just watched it, so I don't know. So the smelly socks and dog scene. Cool. Why is he reading Boy's Life? Something not right about that. There's just not a single, like... And I actually had that issue. Successful comedy beat. Like, how... (laughs) So, Shelby wasn't... The only fat guy they needed. Nope, nobody's laughing, John Aston. Nobody's laughing. <sighs> this is why nobody knew John Aston could be funny um, <laughs> for years till they started rewriting old Adams family in 91 or whatever. Yeah. Okay, so this is a particularly Oh my god. Awful scene where they're going to fight over this book and if you pay attention he doesn't know what the book is. He just wants the book. See, she's still being cute about it. You know, he's not good, but he's nowhere near as bad as his sister in satisfaction. Did Kent Bateman produce that too, I wonder? Um, Yeah. 
the 80s tv actors there was a reason it was a big deal when they made it in movies well it's because michael j fox made it you know when they saw him do so big everybody had to do it you know him and bruce willis were kind of the yeah and we've i think i've mentioned before that back in the 80s you had a you had to work your way up, right? Like yeah, you, you had to work your way up. Alec Baldwin, Demi Moore, they did soaps and shit. Christopher Reeve, like shortcutting it this way was uh because yeah, Bateman again, he's he worked his way up, but this was not the character he should have played, which clearly shows all it was was a <sighs> you know rewritten script. You know, obviously they had Michael J. Fox in mind. I wonder if. No. This shit is dull. Like, where, they, well, yeah, they're talking about the still book. Still hasn't turned into the wolf yet. No, they're talking about the book and how he doesn't really want the book because he didn't really need it. He was just being weird. Yeah, we're 23 minutes into this. This is a sequel that is five minutes longer than the original, which is not a good sign for a 90 minute for the 90 minute movie genre. The 88 movie called to 91 minute movie genre. For a movie called Teen Wolf 2. You should have gave us you should have gave us a Teen Wolf like right off the friggin' bat. You know, instead we got Uncle Howard. Well, and the first one drops into the action immediately, too, with the basketball. Like, this is very different. Um, but at this point, you don't have to work your way up to it. No. You know? Especially being the 80s, too. It's just like, come on. What? Well, they dra- they're dragging every part of it out. Like, everything is just... They really are. This is like, yeah. Is this where he doesn't know that they're like on a semi date is what it is, even though they had that little smile there. There's going to be some confusion. Let's see the Finstock poster in the back. I did. That's some good set. De- that's better set decoration than I was expecting from Teen Wolf 2. Right. Um, oh, aren't they cute? He doesn't know that she asked him out or something. I really would have loved to have seen it if he had just played it as more of a, hey, I dig this being a wolf. You know, he, he does that in one scene in the middle of the montage. This is a little different in that um, the glamour girl is shitty to him. more the heavy. Yeah. And with a and terrible even after he's a wolf, I think, southern right? Southern accent, yeah. Wait, what's her full name? 
Something something butler. Butler. Did it say Nicholas? What? Is there a uh, cut explanation of that? Is there a longer version of this fucking movie? I, I don't doubt it. Okay, so the obnoxious... So... The Dean... So John Aston at this point doesn't actually... Like, for some reason, he's confused and thinks that Jason Bateman can box, even though he's already seen that he can't. And he's read the, you know, his transcripts. He knows that he can't box, yet he's acting like he's a star boxer. Which is great. Just great. Oh my God. So they're going to dance. And Styles is there. And Chubby is there. Um, uh (laughs) this seems terrible yeah it's just it's dragging the hell on like eh So now he's going to grab her ass, which is interesting. <laughs> she showed him cleavage. Now he's like, oh, time to grab ass. There we go. But he's changing. He's got his uh, Halloween store press on nails and he's changing. So Christopher Leach, who directed this, has, near as I can tell, never done anything remotely good. Like, it's all just crap. So they could have inserted a shot of somebody familiar in there, but no. Instead, we've got terrible headache makeup, or eyebrow contortion makeup that actually had me wondering how they figured out how to do it since they're so bad at it. (sighs) Bat boy escapes from cave. There we go. Yep. So now we get the transformation and pretty clear that the makeup is nowhere near the level of the first movie. Wait, wait, wait. She calls him a dog. She calls him a dog. (laughs) That's the other thing about this. Nobody in this movie is going to think the werewolf is cool. They're going to think he's a dog. (laughs) And they're going to... Which is... Ah, good for... Some sort of giant fruit dip. And then she gets in trouble for it because John Aston's still an asshole. Oh, God. 
<laughs> oh, wow. Mm. Mm-hmm. What I don't get is, is Styles has a better, like, werewolf hair than he's going to have when he's in costume, when he's in makeup. Like, they should have yeah, gone full mullet. mullet. Yeah. He's got the natural mullet. What's the name of that guy from the early 80s, Corey Parker, early 90s, Corey Parker? Was mm, that that guy? Stinger? No, the guy who's on Flying, not Flying Oh, yeah, Blind. Corey Parker. Corey Parker. That's who I yeah. thought was in this. He's not in this. This movie also needed the other kid from the first movie. Remember the one? Their yep. buddy? Yep. It probably would have made a little more sense to have somebody, you know, on his level. Kinda. So this guy is giving a very impassioned lecture about Lincoln, which is obnoxious. The entire cast is in this one history class. And he's being bullied by these chicks. They're giving him fleas. This is also from the era pre-Jordans where high tops actually were often terrible looking. So that's a dates it. What a great, great comedy sequence there. Yeah, just didn't even hit the mark. And we're going to be dog watching with the, another movie the, with a dog. The stuck audio sounds. Yeah. He's not a <laughs> funny man. He's correct. So, yeah, so the late 70 or late 80s sort of teen plus movies were lost at this point like john hughes had molly ringwald was getting too old the we were too far past porkies like it was just a weird period and well they were trying anything at this point this is you know angst had, had john hughes had his had angst yeah but i mean this is t- this is a USA up all night movie without the personality. Without the TNA. Without the TNA <laughs> and without the personality. It's another one of those movies we're watching where a trauma version would have been better or at least more interesting. Yeah. The suspenders, the we need to he changed in between scenes there, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Okay. See, oh wow! See, what? There's so many ways they could have took this. Like, what if they decided to go dark? <laughs> just a complete tone shift. It just make him a, a homicidal teen wolf. 
He's been picked on for too long. People start ending up missing on the campus. This is the one they should have made dark. God, there's okay. So we're at 34 minutes and 21 seconds mark, which means there's exactly an hour left. Uh-huh. Yeah, she's there for an even more important reason that we we will discover soon. Yes. Yeah. But now we've got what's her face on her bike, which seems like it should have been established before. But she's now biking to see him after he's moping after class, and she brought him lunch. I like her. But I miss Booth. (laughs) And they couldn't get KFC, so instead they just have fried chicken. And you're just like, what did what do you mean KFC said no? Like No, that's it, isn't it? Nope, it doesn't say KFC on it. It's just gonna say fried chicken. It might be a KFC box, but they had to cover it. Yeah. They had to cover it. Yeah. And they say fried chicken. They've got the cans turned away. See? Yeah, there you go. Fried chicken. Okay. And it's not Sprite. It's Sprito. So we're establishing real romance here. Aw. So Jason Bateman was either 17 or 18 when they filmed this, which is another reason that he looks weird against some of the older cast members. Right. Okay. They're clearly much older than he is. The um the bad guys, the bad school in this movie is the military academy, which does not really get explored enough. But oh my god. They couldn't even get like a bunch of people to they couldn't even get a bunch of extras for the stands. Like So the way that the movie deals with explaining the rules of boxing are of college boxing are there just aren't any rules. It's whatever they do for a bit. Yeah, Chubby just gave up basketball and Well, I mean, he's actually better at this than he is at basketball in the first one. (laughs) Shoot it, bad boy. Yeah. (laughs) We'll have athletic prowess discussions during during next episode. Gosh, those two girls are the worst school bullies. They wouldn't have been even good in Team Witch. Whoop, whoop, whoop. 
Oh, so look at they, that. Hey. They go to school with the boys. They go to Hamilton, but they cheer their defeat. Because right. Blondie's boyfriend is Terminator. Mm. So yeah, Chubby Chubby wins fights but doesn't <laughs> but unintentionally because that's oh, wow. funny. All right, the Terminator. Why does he look like a video game boss? <sighs> He's the guy you fight before the last guy. Right. I think he is in punch out, right? Like <laughs> isn't there some guy with some generic white guy with sunglasses in punch out? Other than Glass Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Don Flamenco, Soda Popinski. <laughs> okay, but Terminator's not fighting Jason Bateman because they're not in the right weight class. No, not so till he earned. Yeah, instead he's just fighting a unnamed boxer character because there are a bunch of actual boxers on the boxing team who don't get any names. Come on, Papa! Why did they go with (laughs) boxing? Why is the nerd back there? Because it's mandated, because attendance at this game is mandatory. <sighs> you know, see, he, he's wearing wacky shirts like the other styles. Mm-hmm. But they said somewhere that there's proof this isn't the same styles for some reason. I don't know how. So he's multiverse style. Multiverse of madness styles yeah. here. He's multiverse styles. Oh, come on, let's go. It's really clear this was not like a John G. Abelson sports movie because the actual fight scenes in those are really quick yeah these are staged like a freaking three stooges short i mean would a laugh track okay i love how there's no um punch sound effects when he hits him there is for like Okay, and now there are some, but <laughs> the first one, there wasn't any. Okay, no. so now we just get to wait for 45 minutes for him to wake up. God, couldn't they just have gotten shot or something? <laughs> just something that doesn't even match this movie. Here we go. Transformation. 
except of course not and slow motion because that's what we need is this movie to be slower (sighs) oh wow yep that is Uh, we'll allow it we'll allow it (laughs) that is not um jason bateman in a lot of those shots is it Like, very much not. Because that's the other thing is, is that, like, Michael J. Fox in the first one, by the, he was, like, kind of too big of a star to be doing a full makeup role, right? Like, the whole... Yeah, you could tell his, his scenes in the makeup were probably shot in like a week or something so they could get all of that out the way. But in this one, there's nothing impressive about seeing Jason Bateman in the makeup because it's not him for a lot of it. But then also, it's not like he's Michael J. Fox, so it's not... You're not seeing Alex P. Keaton in the makeup you're seeing. No, no, that was really him breakdancing, really. <laughs> uh-huh. Don't, that was don't him doing the sky hook. <laughs> uh-huh. That was him singing and dancing. There you go. Uh-huh. <laughs> like like a California raisin. Like that was him doing the uh the handstand on top of the truck. See, the chicks confuse me. Why are they cheering? Yep. Just because it's time to cheer. Because even though they gave him fleas, now they like him being a dog. Okay, is this basically just the start of the montage that goes on for 15 minutes? Oh, yeah. This This is the centerpiece of the movie. Okay, so what this presupposes is Styles had arranged this party for if Jason Bateman ever decided to become a werewolf and he was going to put it all together at the drop of a hat. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, we got something that's going to top the original. <laughs> Styles also hired backup dancers. This was after um this was after back to school, wasn't it? Yeah, that would have been 86, right? Yeah, see, that that's why this shit is in here. <laughs> back to school, Ferris Bueller. Let me let me lip sync an old school song. And we're gonna do a song and dance to it. I'd forgotten about Ferris Bueller, maybe because that's a good sequence and it just didn't remind me of this at all. (sighs) So it took Jason Bateman until what year did Arrested Development start? 2004. It basically took Jason Bateman. Was that 16 years after this minus five on tv to actually be able to come back and do things 
did Bateman grinded his ass off, you know? He to, did. To, he, to, to he now took a bunch of acting lessons in between the end of yeah. the Hogan family and Arrested Development. And he also, I mean, they also learned how to write a sympathetic asshole character. Yeah. Like he found a niche. Yeah. And he's done great since then, but yeah. I, I just imagine if you ever get if you're ever working with Jason Bateman, you get mad at him, you just bring this up on your phone, you just like shut the fuck up, right. Jason Have Bateman. You seen this? You Have you seen this? this amazing performance of a werewolf singing Can you Do You sing Love Me? Baby? For me? Sing for me, Jason. <laughs> It's also a really bad lip sync sequence in that they they lose track of it a lot. <laughs> okay, so we have not seen the girlfriend, pseudo-girlfriend, since he's turned into a werewolf because she didn't go to his boxing match. Oh, God, is he going to... Oh, yeah. Wow. I don't think you can really explain the 80s like this. Oh, wait. <laughs> Tra- straight up Dolomite shot the reverse. Uh-huh. And now this. Oh, my God. So he won a boxing match at a school that does not seem to care about boxing. So that is exactly. literally what this all is. Let's rejoice and celebrate the werewolf for doing this thing that nobody cares about. Do you remember those pants that Styles got on? I remember those pants with the elastic waistband. I remember those pants. So he's got all this swag now to sell. Oh, God, the, the hat. Fetch. Go the first fetch. movie does not do anything with the dog aspect no, They don't treat of him it. like a no. freaking dog at all. Like, yes, we need this in slow motion. Because we, we can't need, think of we anything need this else not to do. special effect shot in slow motion, right? Like, <sighs> oh, and that music. That is some music. It's like smooth jazz at a Kmart. (laughs) No, that's the type of music they play at a silo. (laughs) Circuit City. It's funny. The pace here of the music is for humor. Oh no, there's accompanying lyrics. This is your montage sequence. Here you go. Yeah. The first of many. <laughs> or at least two or three. Punk rock teen wolf. Or sort of 
Oh, whatever just, um, Ken Bateman's dad thought punk music was. Uh, sped up uh, film. So it looks like there are more people in the audience, but they don't establish that Chubby's now sad that he doesn't get to box anymore, which is exactly what happened last time. There was a werewolf Something on his he should be wary of. And he didn't, and he instead encouraged the idea of bringing in another werewolf. I don't think... I don't think any of the shots with the full costume are actually Jason Bateman. <laughs> I might be wrong about some of them, but I'm pretty, I just feel like, no, <laughs> I feel like it's just a stunt, man. <sighs> so this is like a whole boring scene set to music as the montage like oh it's just so bad okay terminator is doesn't like the teen wolf Oh, my God. Somebody wrote that for him, didn't they? Yep. Yep, they did. Jesus. God. So he's not going to... Jeez. Except he was supposed to be smart. So him getting good grades shouldn't have been a surprise, right? Yeah, it shouldn't be a surprise at all. That's not a perk he's supposed to... And now John, oh god, look at the suit, the suit jacket. So yeah, John Aston is reluctantly giving him a car for being a star athlete. <laughs> oh, he's a wolf too. Uh, he's driving around fast and scaring Chubby. We got another bad song. But I mean, well, these are Colorado plates. These are worse songs than a USA Up All Night movie. Like USA Up All Night movies would stumble into a not god awful bar band occasionally, right? Especially in the late eighties. But instead, oh, we did just establish that this Teen Wolf is a menace and a bully which the first one never was no scott howard was a man a wolf of the people yes todd just went from zero to asshole and oh it would have actually been funny if his hair had been all fucked up because he was driving in a convertible like a dog oh look at that terrible fucking makeup (laughs) So he kicks Chubby out and heads off with the girls. And then his girlfriend, who he we have not seen them have a scene together since he's become a werewolf, they they share a, a sad look. 
Owen, much like the first movie, which implies a lot of sex. Um, Yikes. This movie Damn. implies a lot of sex for the teen wolf and styles expecting to be invited in to participate only not. So that's the door's not even locked. No, there's not even, they, they did not do that. <sighs> oh God. Uh, look at that fart joke. Shall be farting in his sleep. He's got a oh why is he got Nestle Quick? He's got what else has he got in that fridge? Snack pack. There's a snack pack. Um I can't tell what's on the second shelf they're not supposed to show us the label of. That's some pudding. That, that snack pack. <laughs> no, no, second shelf. Second shelf yeah. down. Oh, no, down? Sec- yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't see what we're all right, so now. Yeah, was that some other werewolf I saw driving around with those two hoes? <laughs> <laughs> so now he, he doesn't know how to dissect the frog, which I didn't think was like the most interesting thing. Like he could have wolfed out and eaten it or something. Like, well, here's uh, the thing. It would have been kind of cool if they'd have said, okay, if you don't know how to control the power Mm -hmm. a certain way, you lose certain aspects. Like maybe being the wolf and being arrogant at the same time Mm -hmm. is sort of sapping his intelligence. It would have made sense. They could have done something with it, but no. Yeah. Instead, it's going to be a frog fight because... Kent Bateman liked it in E.T. <laughs> he immediately turned into a wolf for some reason. Another scene that could never be made today. Because they're, what, throwing live and dead frogs at each other? Presumably. Though I think the only live frog is that one we get in the close-up. Otherwise, it's sound effects and then a bad cut to Kim Darby. This movie has four editors, so it's actually kind of impressive. God. So now Kim Darby's mad at the wolf. That's not cool. Who's he grinning at? There's nobody there. This is just him being a complete asshole, which is... He's a dick. (laughs) Teen Wolf's an asshole. Okay, she gives him the speech. Yep. And then, like, Howard gives him the speech again, I think. Howard didn't know Howard doesn't give him the speech until after he feels bad. Right, right. (sighs) 
This is one of the Jason Bateman acting coach scenes. This might have been one of the first scenes shot. Yeah, I mean, did they think, did they try to play him as more of an asshole and then adjust for it when it wasn't working or vice versa? Like, I don't know. Like, this is more, <laughs> ask, this is more what I would have expected from Jason Bateman, not yeah. the sweet kid at the beginning. Not the nice, <laughs> I'm a nerd. You know, because I put on my glasses. I don't wear them all the time, though. Uh-huh. Oh my god, the direction's bad. Uh, what about wanting to be a veterinarian? Oh, God. He took him to the mini golf. Oh, yeah. He took him to mini golf. And now they're not having a good time. Nope. But what are the dudes doing at the mini golf? Is this like Karate Kid? Like everybody hangs out? I set up. So the implication of this is, is that the werewolf, he's not actually dangerous. He's never going to lose control. Uh -uh. Oh, here's where they turn on him. Yep. For For no reason. Yeah. Even though they kind of gave themselves to him anyways. Right. Already, do they? What did they want him to do? Did they want him to kill the guy? Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're really nobody's lost, though. It's like, nope, he doesn't even like them. Like it, see, he's not, he's got on long sleeves on all those shots. He's also wearing a different shirt than he was in the last scene. But, um, I don't think those scenes where he's in the full arms and legs, I just don't think those are Jason Bateman. I think that's the stunt man. Some of them, some of them for sure. But I'm, I'm going and saying, I don't think any of them are Bateman. Uh, so now they're studying and we haven't seen them have a conversation about any of the wolf stuff. It was all just montage and now they're mad at him. Yeah. So at least styles is all business, huh? I mean, what's. The pro- so Styles is wanted. Well, in Styles didn't get what he wanted. He wanted in on the 
yeah, Styles didn't get exactly what he wanted. So, at least in the first one, he was making money. Well, he was, he's making money. Not really. Yeah, <laughs> no. They don't establish that he's not, that the business is failing. The room looks a little more clean, but. Aww. Todd's oh. a jerk. It's so sad. He's all by himself. Okay, here we go. Do we establish how did he call Howard? Hmm. Well, Howard's supposed to look in on him from time to time. But he it would have helped if he'd looked in on him a little bit sooner. <laughs> yeah, he called him. how dramatic he realized he was being a dick and so then he decided to stop being a dick and we've got 30 more minutes to go feels like it's a TV movie about... It feels like an ABC after-school special. He's got to stop using the juice. He's got to stop wolfing out, man. He's just got to be Todd. It's too much of a problem. Can't do it by himself. I don't have a special number at the end of the movie you could call. <laughs> if you're turning into a werewolf and it's making you an asshole it's making you an asshole when you turn into a werewolf <sighs> can we hurry this up just a little bit Because we still got the 15 minute final fight scene to look forward to. Oh, God. So, I like that they didn't actually show him training at all. <laughs> nah, he's a wolf. He doesn't have to. Well, no, but here he's worried that he's got to fight as a man. All right, fade out. No, no special training moves, but there's still something he's got to resolve. Well, shouldn't he have his picture at the front door? Don't let this son mm-hmm. bitch in there. 
God. Everybody's all bent out of shape that he gets fucking free grades. What did they think was going to happen if he was a successful jock? Like, well, nobody else is benefiting. That's the thing. Oh, it's going to be okay. She forgives him. Well, she has no choice. Who else is she into that much? (laughs) She kind of built her whole life around this dude already yeah there are no other eligible smart eligible dudes for her in the first one oof arguably there are other dudes around who exist in this one there aren't no (gasps) no science dudes no nice guy science dudes Oh, we can take a makeup exam. But it's right before the game. Is it going to work out, or the boxing match? Is that going to work out, or is it going to be a problem? Spoiler, it's not going to be a problem. It does. There's no dramatic tension to it at all. God. This is the Simeon Angel scene. Oh, my, oh shit. <laughs> So he's studying, and then at one point she starts studying. They take a break to screw, which I thought should have gotten more. Emphasis. And they're crumpling up papers as they go. He also forgets that. Using some of the wolf power can help him study. I'm trying to see these and books. Do they have anything to do with veterinary science? No. Intro to veterinary science because he's a freshman. Yep. So they're going to screw and then he's going to get back to studying. <laughs> they didn't get a Folger. They didn't get permission to use Folgers. Did you see that a second ago? It was called Olger's. Yep. (laughs) Olger's coffee. Ooh, that is a nice sweater on Jason Bateman. Wow, his wardrobe for this movie. Desperate, desperate to be cool clothes of the late 80s. And basically everybody just looks like Brian Austin Green on... Beverly Hills 90210. And then they have to drop out because he knocked her up. (laughs) 
All oh, that was man. for nothing, you asshole. <laughs> Keep it in your pants, Teen Wolf. She got herpes from she got herpes from the blonde. Yeah, that was onto her. Yeah, the Bayou chick that he was banging. <laughs> that hillbilly broad. Oh. <sighs> Oh God, I just remembered. Kim Darby with her uh Tony Perkins mm-hmm. <laughs> Psycho 2 haircut. Yep. <laughs> well, I think we'll talk about it when her big reveal comes up. I think they were gonna do more with that or maybe she just wanted that haircut who knows but it seems like it's geared up for makeup yeah Only they don't they never do follow through with now. it they ran out of the 75 bucks to buy another one of those masks Okay, so he passed his test. So that's all resolved now. But here's the thing. Again, it's like Superman and his powers when he fights. They always forget that he has other superpowers. So it's like with this, you know, they're telling you being the wolf is not wanting to be a wolf is okay. But you can use some of that shit. Like, pass the test, dude. It's okay. Well, mm, the first movie did more with that. This movie, he doesn't like have like they. The script's too stupid to give him any. Well, it's too much of a sequel script to the first movie that it keeps you know lapsing into. This is Todd Howard, not Scott Howard. It keeps one foot into the first movie and, you know, another in this one. They keep forgetting this is not Scott. (sighs) Oh, God, here it is. Sing, chubby, sing. So. This. At this point, I was like, so wait, the fir- the opening credits that we had to sit through with the stupid song, the forgettable stupid song sequence was going to figure into a terrible team sequence where none of these people know, have ever like shared the screen with Jason Bateman before. They've just been in reaction shots. It's just, oh. <sighs> Look at Jean-Paul Lefleur with the mustache there. This is weird. Aww. All these like 25-year-old guys hanging out with the 17-year-old. You know, 
John Aston's character would have been amazing in another movie. I mean, he—he's like a it. He's really adds to the USA up all night feel of this movie. Right. He is his character belongs in a TNA movie, like a full on TNA movie. Mm-hmm. He just spit on Jason Bateman. Right. So, you see credit, him? Yeah. <laughs> credit to Jason Bateman for not reacting to the spit. Because you see, he wanted like, <clears throat> like wait a minute, man. Get mad if I screw up this shot. So <laughs> I gotta let that guy spit on me. His kid, Sean asked me, he was in the Goonies. My dad says I could have been in the Goonies. <laughs> <laughs> so they're Howard's magic gloves there. Okay, so now boxing is very popular at the school, which we did not establish in any way. <sighs> All right, so there are 20 minutes left. And I, I would be surprised if 15 of those are not spent on the boxing match because, oh, no, Chubby's got a big sequence first, but then we have the endless final match. So what I like about um, Howard being in the audience is that it's unclear if he knows who the girl is like, did anybody introduce him to Nikki? Doesn't who knows? They're just sitting hey, near each probably, other. Yeah. He probably told him about her over the phone or whatever described her. Okay. Here we go. Kim Darby who's never been to one of the boxing matches before either. Everybody knows about the car. (laughs) He probably gives the same car to every kid every year. They really, and well, also the two, two girls do whatever John Aston says, which is. They're literally hoes. Has a weird, like. Yeah. There, there's something going on there. Oh, Kim Darby's a werewolf. And John Aston's not reacting in any way whatsoever, actually. He didn't even piss himself like the nope. other guy. His uh, dog was the there. Yeah. Right. Where's his dog? So. Okay. Uh huh. In case we didn't get the red eyes, you know, in a movie called Teen Wolf 2, (laughs) we have to get a tail. What are they cheering at? Somebody getting their ass kicked. Cheering. (laughs) It's the ref. (laughs) Is that Judge Mills Lane? (laughs) Okay, so... 
<laughs> we're going to get a lengthy, relatively lengthy, chubby fight. It's very funny. It's, a, it's amazing that... Well, I mean, when you think about it, Mark Holton, I think that's this guy's name. Yeah. He was basically like Chris Farley without being successful in the 80s, right? Like because he was the fat guy in a lot of movies. Yeah. And he also uh isn't he he's Francis. Yeah. Hi, Payway. <laughs> yeah. Like this is post Francis. The other one was Teen Wolf was like simultaneous or pre-francis but this is i'm francis and i'm doing teen wolf 2 like yeah i'm 29 and i'm doing teen wolf 2 this roller coaster's never gonna end baby sit down styles okay sit down multiverse styles the uh Keep an eye on the MC throughout this. Because mm. at some point he like snuggles up to one of the girls. Didn't he play like a rapist in a Charles Bronson movie? I mean, he looks like a fake Ray Liotta. I don't know, man. Like, like Death Wish 4? Like, he doesn't seem legit enough to be in 2 or 3. No. Ah, there they go. Yeah, nice Claire Huxtable sweater styles. Mm. Well, I like how it's a big surprise whether or not he's going to be himself or the wolf only. Because we know how this, you know, we know how this is going to go. And the opponent guy has wanted to beat the shit out of the wolf all season or all movie thinking that he could beat up a werewolf, which. So he just cheated out of his fight. completely. Yeah. yeah this is going to be Again, fine. This movie should have been a reversal of what the first one was in you know, certain aspects. Cause now you're just doing what the first movie did. Yep. I mean, yeah, seriously, this should have been a, this should have been a TNA USA up all night. Maybe that's what Atlantic wanted to do. (laughs) This should have been zapped again to Team Wolf zapped. Basically. (laughs) Yes. Yes, I am. This should have been dream a little dream too. <laughs> so the first one's dream a little dream. It would have been better if Nikki had left with the good looking guy next door. 
Like, just like, wait, you're, you're a grown up. Jason Bateman looks like he's 17. Let's, uh, Oh, gee, how is he going to beat this guy? I don't know. Maybe we're going to have to wait. Okay, we're only 12, uh, 82 minutes in. There's another 13 minutes or another 12 <laughs> minutes. This movie ends. Whoa. With the fight. Yep. A slug multiverse style. Mm-hmm. Presumably that was unscripted. <sighs> right. I hate you. <laughs> oh, so yes. they're ring girls, too. Yes, they're ring girls, too. There have been no other ring girl sequences in the movie. They're ring girls, too. They probably sell drugs for John, John Aston. They uh they blackmail they all dudes. types of shit for yeah, him. They blackmail dudes. They like hook up with alumni, married alumni donors, and like take pictures of them and shit. Yeah. It's, they set up dudes like the senator from the Godfather. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's a very dark, dark movie. For I, I didn't else. know. I, I didn't know what what happened. I blacked out. <laughs> So they just offered Paul Sand a scene and he said no. <laughs> Where's the other one? Is she still around? See, look at the MC. He's uh helping her with the road back on. Blondie, I don't know. I mean, Blondie's gonna show up because they duplicate the where he steps off. Yeah. He walks off. They, they duplicate the scene from one, but. I think she might have quit the movie because early on she set up to be like really like a, a major part. And then throughout the movie. She's just not. I mean, kind of fades she, out. she was maybe like, you know what? I'm going to go take my nursing exam. I'll be back. Um, I never want to be in <laughs> another fucking movie again. Thanks. she's in these you know vague shots of the crowd they were kind of setting her up to be like this major character well look at i mean chubby's got that's a lot for that's more than styles gets in this movie chubby just had more than styles gets in the movie well that's because he's chubby's what you call him he's mark uh you know not not um not replacement styles. <laughs> oh, okay. So you think if Jerry Levane had been back at age 35, he would have right, gotten more. He probably would have had a little more to do. Right in the nuts. Oh, if worse comes to worse, Todd, just turn into a wolf. Kick his ass. No one's going to hate you for turning to the wolf. (laughs) 
how do they not get somebody for the opposing coach either? Like, take some <laughs> of that John Aston money and get, I don't know, somebody. Well, in any good movie, the opposing coach would have been John Aston. Mm. Like, all of that shit would have been moved to the opposing team, him mm. and the hoes and all of that. Mm-hmm. Tempting him away from Hamilton's team. Right. Somehow, yeah. They need some uh, Ben Burrett punches. Instead of loud the, ass uh, Indiana yeah. Jones. okay so now they're gonna sit together so i don't think they knew each other until that moment that was the most bitch ass punch (laughs) that was the sissiest looking punches (laughs) Dude can't fight. <coughs> there she is. Yeah. But I feel like that's her first like shot. Yeah, I only give her the... those like yeah. really quick shots. I mean, do we even remember what her name is? Right? No. Like no. <laughs> Oh, is he gonna turn? Um, John Aston's wearing a green suit jacket I, to wear Hamilton colors. I think that's the first time he ever shows that much school pride. The coach actually wears a green suit jacket through the whole movie, which I thought was a surprisingly good detail, and also unlikely for the coach given what a numbskull he is. Oh, hell no. What? Get up, Rocky! Yeah! Look at that. They should have named her Adrian. They should have just fucking done it. (laughs) Like, why have any self-respect? She does kind of have that young Talia Shire Mm -hmm. look. This was my concern with this is is either just going to be stupefying or we're going to sit here riffing on a better movie. (laughs) But yeah, if they'd done this as like a Rocky, that would have been hilarious. It's technically... Todd should be bleeding. Oh, yeah. all Todd's, of... Todd's had his eyes, both eyes cut open at this point. Yeah. Like, cut me, Mick. Cut me, cut me, Chubb. And there you go. One sucker punch. Some follow up. And. I... <laughs> like... Oh, wow. And all this makes up for an entire fight of getting his ass yeah. whooped. He was uh, he was playing uh, possum, whatever, whatever that's called. 
Boom. Oh, he did it. Isn't that in Digstown? Isn't that like (laughs) Lou Gossett Jr.'s secret? Yeah. Is that he can take a beating and then he can just lay out and just knock him out? Yeah. That's a good movie. This isn't a good movie. Okay, so. Oh, shit. Okay, so the fight was only seven or eight minutes. (sighs) Yay! The score is so bad. Chubby snatches her up. So how old is she? Because right. there might be additional charges for Chubby. Uh... Really? Yeah, that's it. So that's... we're just going to no... know. <laughs> what are you talking about? Why would you want Damn any it. of that? What do you what, what what kind of resolution would you, could you possibly have to this? That's not an ending. That's nope. Nope. the movie it just finishes. Like, come on, it's the eighties, man. Like, once you've got like every Karate Kid movie just stops. Like, yeah, but at at the end of Karate Kid is it's the moment where you just exhale. Is like, is this shit is over? This shit just finishes. Like, <laughs> right, everything's fine. Everybody loves him again, and he can sort of box, but not really. He won the match, but he didn't have to be a werewolf, which is not what happens in the it's first one, like, which is far more like... We just spent the last hour and a half or so getting pissed on, and it's just done being like... <laughs> this is the toilet flushing. Yep. <laughs> God. And here's not... Um, not Jason Bateman singing this song. Uh, well, shit. They probably got those uh, those masters from uh, J- Justine Bateman's Satisfaction. And they said, well, let, let's hold back on Jason. We'll <sighs> him. So... Um... <laughs> They were going to, okay, so I bet Alfredo J. Gilberti, Kent Bateman's assistant, has fucking stories. Patrick <laughs> Crowley might have produced Robocop 3, actually. Like, somebody from this movie. Okay, Do You Love Me was performed by Ragtime. Yeah. Oh, Deceiver was by the Beat Farmers. Oingo, Holy Boingo. shit, Oingo Boingo. Boingo Boingo has two fucking tracks on here. Wow. Soundtrack available. I think it might still be in print. The first ones is not in print, but. Oh, the first one was always hard to find. I'll hook you up. (laughs) Because there's like some stories to that, too. Yeah. So Team Wolf is a trademark by Atlantic Entertainment Group. So, um. We, you promised to tell us about the not Teen Wolf 3. Oh, right. So Teen Wolf 3, of course, was um, going to be like, I guess, 89 
this is 87. So by mm-hmm. 89, they were supposed to do Team Wolf 3. And the shit fell apart. Why? Because Team Wolf 2 sucked. So in place of that, they, I guess some of the, the parties that were still interested got back together and cobbled together the rest of the skeleton script for Team Wolf 3, which was supposed to star Alyssa Milano as a female Team Wolf. This was going to be a gender bend. So you would have had, I guess, a similar story just with a girl. And they did away with all that and um, created Teen Witch, which became, I guess you could say, a cable hit because it bombed in the theaters. But a lot of people have, have watched it because cable, you know, starring the delightful young Robin Lively instead of Melissa Milano. <laughs> One of the trivia things says that the Alyssa Milano version was going to feature her as like Scott's daughter and her <laughs> uncle was going to figure in. And I'm like, they would have gotten neither of those actors because Michael J. Fox wouldn't have done it. And he also no. wouldn't have been age appropriate, but Jason Bateman wouldn't have done it either. So it was going to be Alyssa Milano and like recast. Yeah. Recast family. Teen Wolves. So uh, what if they'd gotten, oh, wait, that's not Alyssa Milano. I was going to say, what if they got the guys from My Two Dads? That would have been perfect. But that's not Alyssa Milano. That's Stacey Keenan, but still. Um, yeah, so Team Wolf 2. Um, I don't know. <laughs> don't watch Team um, Wolf 2. I, I actually say that the animated episode that introduces Todd Howard <laughs> is a little more entertaining the entirety of team wolf two and it almost tells the same story where uh scott goes to visit his shy cousin todd and sort of breaks him out of his shell and teaches him to be a cool teen wolf so that's kind of incredible that they did they set it up in the cartoon just i mean that's yeah you know they we didn't have that kind of synergy between uh live action movies and animated television shows until what if, you know, like Teen Wolf and what if it took 30 years and $2.5 billion to get back there. But um, (laughs) yeah, so that's interesting. I don't know if I could. (laughs) Oh, the cartoon was awesome. I think they might, I know they have them on YouTube because they stiffed us in America for releasing a box set. So. For un, um, unsurmountable and unexpected legal issues, Shop Factory yeah. couldn't release it, and it's just kind of like, wow, what did you guys? Uh, what did you guys miss? Because it really wasn't a thing of music, unless you know they didn't cover the theme song. I, maybe there's something wacky like nobody in the U.S. has a right to play it, or something like. Who knows? Um, oh, it's really weird. It's really weird. That's that's like it is very usually that, there's well, it's like Disney's refusal to release, you know, certain Spider-Man right. shows. You know, why has Spider-Man the Nicholas Hammond Spider-Man? Why did it disappear with the Sam Raimi? Like right before the Sam Raimi one, all of those went out of print and everybody mm-hmm. forgot they existed. That's as opposed to something like Fantastic Four, where they at least talk about it, right? Like, yeah, whatever happened to the Spider-Man rights is some weird secret of 
Though I guess Disney or I guess Sony. Yeah, but Sony could have easily capitalized on it. Who would have had those rights? No, well, that's the weird it's, thing. Is it's, it's always been Columbia. It's, it's always, always been, been Columbia. Columbia. But all of those other TV movies ended up at Universal eventually. So oh, yeah. could there America. be some weird <laughs> thing like that? Because if Sony would have had to get Universal's permission, they never would have done it. But they came out from Rhino of all places. So like if you're getting coming out on Rhino, weren't we at a Comic-Con talking to the Rhino guys about Spider-Man in the late 90s? Like I feel I have a memory of that. Yeah. My, yeah. And it's just like it just disappeared. Um last I saw of it was during uh, Field Destroy when I worked at Blockbuster in Texas. They had a couple of copies. And I just remember I had all the tapes and I was all happy about it. And then I discovered that one of my tapes had the wrong episode on it. And mm. at that point they'd gone out of print and there was no way to so thankfully I found a rip. Yeah. On- we are all out there somewhere in some way, but uh, that has nothing to do with Teen Wolf 2 because Kent Bateman did not produce the Spider-Man show. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think Teen Wolf 2, the only appropriate thing, other than if you want to tease Jason Bateman um, to his face by playing clips of it, I would really like to know, though, if he, like, had a sense of humor about it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. <clears throat> like, would he get really pissed off? You're like, hey, man, Team Wolf 2 suck. <laughs> that, that pretty much wraps up Team Wolf 2 for me. What, do you have any final thoughts? Uh, I'm ready to see Team Wolf 1 now. All right. <laughs> um, well, thanks for listening. Um, I hope you didn't watch Team Wolf 2. And uh, we'll be back with Team <laughs> Wolf 1. That's it. Uh, (laughs) Hope it's not a full moon tonight.